0: To help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universebox. And and remember remember to to think think outside.
1: I can't wait to show you my toys. Let's do something fun.
2: Sorry, uh, the voices. Uh, I'm kidding, that's not what they really said. (laughs) Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series, Gotham, and sometimes... It's set in the world of Batman. Sometimes no. no. sometimes the DC movie universe, extended movie universe, the DC M E U S.
0: I don't yeah, I like a b c d too many <laughs> letters.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever extension uh we're using tonight, we're going to be talking about it.
0: Yay! A
2: lot, a lot. And to join us, uh friend of the show, uh co uh DC podcast family, uh host of Supergirl Radio, Rebecca Johnson is joining us. How are you doing, Rebecca?
3: What's up, Legends of Gotham? I'm doing hello, all right. Hello.
2: Good, 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 uh, good. and uh, and uh, oh, we we didn't respond in kind. What's
1: up?
3: What's up? <laughs> there <we> go. Yeah,
2: <laughs> if, if you if you don't listen to the show, which if if not, why are you listening to it now? Uh, maybe because you like the DC movie stuff. But Rebecca always tags her voicemails. What's up, What's Legends up? of Gotham? And yep. we keep ramping up the response. <laughs> it gets greater and greater every week. <laughs> every every single time. Eventually, we're just going to be using a megaphone and screaming. <laughs>
3: Yes. That would be amazing. That would be fantastic. It's
0: book coming soon then.
2: <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> so so we are we are here to talk about the DC movie special that was on the CW last night, Dawn of the Justice League, I think it was called. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Dawn of Kevin. Dawn Smith's of Kevin Smith's excessive gesturing. Gestured. Highly
0: distractive gesturing. I'm putting on these gloves. You can't stop me. <laughs> Could we just have
2: cut him out? Distracting from Jeff Johns. He really did. I was laying like, down some wisdom. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, very excited about that. But, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 think really, uh, we should just get into it. Okay. Okay. So we split this up into three different sections. Uh, first, we're going to be talking about, well, uh, because we haven't got a chance on the podcast to talk about the big Batman v Superman trailer they released a couple weeks back, the spoilerific one. Uh, we're going to talk about that <laughs> and, uh, some, some of the new footage they showed. They didn't show much, maybe about a minute's worth. Yeah. Uh, just like little shots. In the special last night. Then we're going to be talking about the Suicide Squad trailer, Holla. which is the bee's knees.
0: Yeah, it kind of is.
2: <laughs> and uh, then we're going to be talking about the footage from the Wonder Woman film that they showed. And uh, then we're going to be wrapping it all up with, with just our hopes, thoughts, dreams, etc. for the Justice League movie. I wish. Okay. Uh, now, uh, in our notes here, guys, I, yeah. I am listed first a lot, but I think I'm just going to call random order. Oh, at,
1: that'll every be grouping.
2: uh So, uh, yeah, Rebecca, you're the guest. Why don't we start with you and your thoughts on the Batman v Superman trailer slash footage. Uh, your first point there.
3: Yeah, well, it's funny because a lot of people know I'm a big DC fan, big Batman, Superman fan. And so a lot of people will come up to me and be like, why are Batman and Superman fighting? I don't understand it. (laughs) And I think this trailer, the one that had Doomsday in it, did a really great job of showing why – Clark Kent doesn't approve of Batman's methods and why Bruce Wayne is like, I don't like that Superman clown. Mm-hmm. So I think that <laughs> did a lot to help <laughs> me explain to my friends in a very simple way, you know, this is why they are at odds with each other. And it actually is very simple. You know, they just don't like each other, <laughs> basically. So I, I was glad to see that they did it in such a way that you could understand what was going on.
2: Yeah, and I really liked it that uh, you know, they they, they did have some uh some shots. There, you know, you know, I'll talk about it in a little bit. But Batman and Superman running towards each other, mm-hmm. and you know, various fight shots between them. But it the re- trailer really set it up as more of a uh, ideological battle, which yeah. uh, you know, uh, people keep calling it Batman versus Superman. It's Batman v Superman,
1: mm-hmm.
2: w- which uh, indicates more of a, a legal battle or a battle of ideologies, and that's really what the movie is. And and I, I was glad, really glad, the trailer, uh, you know, kind of set that up a little bit more too. Like it's not about who wins. It's about the argument, you know?
0: Right. I really like this now because – um well, you know, the girl who knows nothing. Uh, um, <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, I was like, why is there – I didn't get it. I was on that team of what's going on. Why are they fighting? I don't understand. But mm-hmm. now it makes sense. When, you know, well, now pretty much everybody was against Superman and, you know, he's destroying things and he's destroying stuff that's Bruce Wayne's and Mm. it's, you know, death and destruction and not whoops. So, like, (laughs) it's nice to finally see like that a bit, a little little teeny, teeny bit.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, But the the big headline for the trailer and my, my first point Uh, was the you know it ends on doomsday Uh, if you don't know doomsday was the the character who killed superman back in the 90s uh during the whole big death of superman thing that happened back then i just a little bit on his uh comic book origins he was he was a uh oh i forget the scientist's name but an ancient kryptonian scientist and bertrand or something that's it that's it thank you Rebecca. that's why we have you on so you can (laughs) fill in the gaps in my memory (laughs) Uh, but Bertrand uh, did—he was trying to create the ultimate bean. And what he did is he took a baby on prehistoric Krypton, baby. and he threw him out to the Kryptonian dinosaurs and let oh the my. dinosaurs tear him to shreds. Oh my! And then he went and collected the genetic material, the pieces of baby, cloned it, did it again. <laughs> Did it again for like a thousand years.
0: This is devastating.
2: Until eventually it was uh, Doomsday more – well, as he appears in the – when he first shows up in the Superman comics in the green suit and the chains and everything until he's that Doomsday. And, uh, Poor so, baby. you know, first off, I, <laughs> I, I'm really not the biggest fan of Doomsday. In fact, no. I, I really like, uh, the, uh, Superman Doomsday Hunter Prey,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, comic book that tells his origin. Cause I really like, like the origin. It's a neat origin, you mm-hmm. know, in kind of like, uh, the follies of science and all that kind of stuff. Uh you know, creating monsters and things. They always always a lot of fun. But I, I I've never really been a big fan, but I'm kind of liking this version. Mm-hmm. Uh they they very strongly imply in the trailer that he's he's adapted or uh or cloned from Zod's DNA. The right. the dead general Zod from Man of Steel. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, uh if you haven't seen Man <laughs> of Steel, Amory Um
0: I have seen all but like <laughs> ten minutes. I'm sorry I fell asleep.
2: You really need to watch that last ten minutes. It's killer.
0: I will before Mark. Uh- <laughs>
2: Uh, but, so, so you know, it, it's adapted, uh, from Zod, and I really like that because it, it kind of ties back to his comic book origin to where it's like this whole weird Kryptonian genetic experiment. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm start, I'm wondering because the Codex, uh, the Kryptonian Codex, which held the genetic code for all the different, like, classes on Krypton, was a big plot point in mm-hmm. Man of Steel. So I'm wondering if maybe this doomsday creature might be some sort of a so, sort of like uh emergency plan or something encoded into Kryptonian DNA and when Lex tries to clone Zod maybe he unlocks it. So mm, I I I I think it would be really cool for it to tie back into Man of Steel in that way. I, what do you think Rebecca?
3: Well, now that you mention that, if anything, I think it's possible that do this doomsday that is made from Zod's DNA. Cause Zod was a a warrior according Mm -hmm. to the way he was bred. He was supposed to be this warrior who would do whatever it took to protect his people. So Mm -hmm. that I could see coming into play with doomsday. Maybe this kind of monstrous version of him is still this warrior who's going to protect whoever he needs to protect. So I, I think that's a neat idea. And I think I would like to know more about Superman's, uh, uh, relation to the Codex because the Codex is actually inside of him now mm-hmm. um, because that's what Darrell kind of did at the beginning of Man of Steel. So I wonder if that yeah. will ever come back into play.
2: Oh, yeah. And I, I'd imagine if Lex finds out that it's in Superman, that's going to just give him another reason to give Superman a hard time <laughs> for sure. I, uh, Bobby over in the chat room, which we do have a chat room if you want to join us live.universebox.com. Uh, Bobby says, this doomsday looks like abomination from the Hulk movie. I, I, I can see that. I can definitely see that. I, I you know what? I'll go ahead to my next point here real quick. I, and that's just that, uh, you know, a lot of people were complaining that doomsday didn't have the spikes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for, from the, from the comic book. But I feel like, uh, this is, uh, doomsday stage one. And that, you know, he'll evolve them as the Trinity, you know, brings the beat down, <laughs> more or less. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think, I think there's a really strong chance that by the end of the movie, he's going to look a lot more like comic book doomsday, uh, than he did in this trailer. I also feel like maybe there was some texture work still left to be done on, on him and everything, but they wanted to get the trailer out there mm-hmm. and get the hype going and, you know, make sure people knew he was in the movie so they could sell toys.
3: I love the toys. It actually cracks me up that people would think that Zack Snyder of all directors would not be faithful to a comic book. Yeah, that is like the craziest thing to me because he—I mean, if you've seen Watchmen, he's Mm -hmm. so faithful to to that graphic novel, Man of Steel. He's very faithful to to a lot of stuff,
2: almost to that film's detriment. Like, true,
3: true. So I, if Zack Snyder directed this movie, Doomsday is going to look like Doomsday. Yeah. I can pretty much guarantee you that without even having seen the movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, uh Doomsday, he evolves every time he loses to not be able to lose that way anymore. So, yeah, there's going to be some spikes. I, I, I my, my last thing I wanted to say about Doomsday is just I feel like the moment that they show in the trailer where Wonder Woman, you know, yes. stops the I-beams and all that kind of stuff. I feel like it's only... Going to be halfway through the movie because people are saying this trailer revealed everything about the movie and there's no point in watching it now. I feel like we have. I, I feel feel like almost we haven't seen anything from the last half of the movie because Doomsday isn't a character you just take care of in the last thirty minutes of the movie while introducing Wonder Woman. You know, I, I, I think I also think the fact that the movie is subtitled Dawn of Justice it, it says to me that they're they're probably going to have to bring in some help. They're going to find mm-hmm. a few other heroes to help them take down Doomsday. Right. I I could be wrong, but I feel I like I said. I feel like there's going to be a lot of twists and turns, and we haven't seen a lot of yeah. of, of the last half of the movie. That's my theory, Emory.
0: Me. Hi, me. <laughs> okay, you want my point now? No. No. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> like I don't know. Um. No. I. That exact scene is like my favorite though. Is like I love that it took Wonder Woman to save Superman and Batman, and she just shows up. Like, mm-hmm. nobody knows who she is, how she got there, what's going <laughs> on. They're like, I – yours? No. Yours? No, no. Excuse me, lady who saved our lives. Like, yeah. I, I'm highly entertained by that. Um But, yeah, like you said, there's no way that's the very end of the movie. Just even with that reaction, mm-hmm. like, there's got to be at least a little bit of exploration to, I don't know, almost give a reason to have her movie. Like, you have to set up something. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, we all know what a Wonder Woman is, but, uh, you know, it'd be nice to have a little bit more to go on.
2: Yeah, I, I, I do wonder about that just because I I, I know that uh, at some point in this movie, Bruce Wayne has some dealings with... Wonder Woman out of costume. Well, not yes. out of costume, but in a dress. Oh, hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. We I mean, don't know
0: that, though. Yeah, it, yeah. Is possible,
2: he, it is Bruce Wayne. It is Bruce Wayne. But no, uh, he has some dealings with her. I, I'm yeah. assuming early on in the movie, probably at that mm-hmm. that big gala thing yeah. that uh, he meets Clark Well, that Clark was definitely Kenta. her. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm wondering, you know, does he not, just not recognize her? Is he just Are so, you in kidding? The moment, Did you
0: really just say that? Do you? Superman doesn't even have a mask on. Batman is the same. Like, no, he just doesn't recognize her. That's
2: yeah. I, that's I, welcome I, to superheroes. I guess in a world where Clark Kent can protect his identity, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's like you know Bill Meeks is Mill Beeks. Like, it's yeah. the, <laughs> no one knows.
2: <laughs> I'm Bill Meeks. I'm Mill Beeks. I'm Bill Meeks. <laughs> right, Re- Rebecca. Rebecca can't see us. So I was taking my glasses on and off.
1: Yeah, I figured. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I just, I like that. And, well, I think didn't last night, didn't we get a little bit more of them with Mm -hmm. her in costume? Slightly more?
2: I I don't know if we got any more from Batman v Superman. We did get some from her solo film, though.
0: Well, I knew that. that. We got a lot of that. But were they in that one?
2: No, they're not in that.
0: Okay, because I thought there was another scene that had the three of them.
2: Maybe I
0: can't remember. Dude, it was only a twenty-minute special. There yeah. was it was clips. They were quick.
2: They yeah. were all. Quick. There was definitely new footage, but there was all. Uh, it was all really quick cuts and everything. Did right. you notice anything that stood out, Rebecca?
3: Um, I just noticed that they extended the little moment between Bruce and Diana at the party yeah. when she kind of drives away in the car. Because I, I saw somebody <laughs> compare it to. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises when Selina drives off with Bruce's car. Um, mm. So I thought that was really funny. But, yeah, I think that was the only thing I saw that was new between the two of them.
2: Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, uh, Rebecca, you you wanted to talk a little bit about
1: Eisenberg.
3: Yes, I'm very excited about Jesse Eisenberg's Lex, mm. Lex Luthor. I know some people are very hesitant about him and – I know there have been comparisons to the Riddler and the Joker, but I find him to be very Lex Luthor. Mm -hmm. I liked seeing how they've kind of taken all the aspects of what I know about Lex Luthor and have kind of put him put them into one big amalgamation of the character. Like he's talking to politicians. He's a rich guy who goes to fancy parties. He's a historian that talks about gladiator matches and he's you know he's verbally sparring with lois lane he's a philosopher who talks about you know if man won't kill god the devil will do it and (laughs) and more importantly i think he's it's cool to see him as an evil mad scientist Mm -hmm. because um i don't i can't think of any other live action version of lex Luthor who has been a, a mad scientist usually he's either going after real estate or mm-hmm. he runs a company or something like that. But um, so it's, it's cool to see all these different aspects of the character kind of in one version. And I, I think he's going to kill it. I am so excited about him.
2: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah me too. Me too. And I, I feel, I feel like uh, the kind of goofy uh, Lex that uh, introduces Bruce and Clark in the f- opening scene mm-hmm. of the trailer. That's totally a mask. That that's no, totally that's his Clark Kent, you know, <laughs> to, to the mad scientist uh, Superman. I, I I'm really excited because it this is the closest, uh, even in TV shows, uh, the closest ever adaptation of my favorite version of Lex Luthor, which is the uh, Elliot S. Magan interpretation. He was a Superman writer back in the '70s. He he wrote a lot of uh really fundamental Superman comic books, like uh, why must there be a Superman? Mm -hmm. Uh, if you've heard of that one, but he also wrote a couple of prose novels, uh, in, there were like marketing tie-ins for the original Superman movie, uh, called Last Son of Krypton and Miracle Monday, which introduced the character of Superwoman. Uh, but Mm -hmm. his version of Lex Luthor, he, uh, he goes for chapters kind of like drilling down into the psychology of Lex Luthor and why he is the way he is and, you know, how he views the rest of humanity and Superman and the relation to it and, this Lex Luthor has that everything I love about that Lex Luthor I can see in Eisenberg's performance here. So I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm super excited. I'm even more excited because I saw him in a a movie called it's kind of a comedy, action comedy called American Ultra, uh where he plays uh this stoner dude uh who works at a gas station who gets unlocked by the CIA and he's a secret <laughs> agent. Yeah. Edit hilarious but uh you know once he kind of accepts who he is as the secret agent assassin guy uh-huh. uh you you kind of see a lot of the what what the dark side of this luther might look like which is very exciting i'm Interesting. i'm super excited i'm super 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 excited <laughs> super super also yeah in the mad scientist coat too that was awesome
3: yes <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay uh Anne marie uh you want to talk a little bit about uh batsy
0: Oh, Batfleck. Was that Wayne Manor behind him, like, burned to a crisp?
2: Yeah, I believe so. I believe that's supposed to be Wayne.
0: Okay, Manor. so, huh? <laughs> like, I don't know, I just wasn't sure, it just seemed, I don't know, did, did Superman do that? Is this why he hates Superman? Am I overthinking this? Did it just have a fire? Did Alfred mm-hmm. burn dinner? Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know what, uh, yeah, it just seemed...
2: Right same. after Alfred killed Mufasa, right. he burned down the mansion. Shouts. Oh,
0: uh, um, no, it just seemed like, I don't know, it's like
2: all out in a field, which just seemed really weird. Well, we do we do know that Batman is retired at this point and, and has been retired for quite some time. Most likely because of something the Joker did.
0: Right? Yeah, uh, we know that, but he still has to have the cave.
2: Something very personal. Which I mean, you know, if the manor gets destroyed, the cave can still exist. So, I don't know if it just fell into disrepair or if maybe part of what the Joker did was involved finding manor. out he was Bat Bruce Wayne oh. and doing something to the manor. What do you think, Rebecca?
3: I definitely think it's a visual metaphor for Bruce Wayne's status in the movie, mm-hmm. um, for him to be kind of this old and weary Batman who's been run down and is kind of angry and mm-hmm. um, doesn't exactly have a lot of hope in his life, it looks like. So I think the the – state of wayne manor is supposed to be a visual representation of bruce at this point so i but i but i like your point that maybe the joker did something to wayne manor because if i remember correctly when he kills robin which i think is jason todd yeah in that story um isn't there an explosion or a bomb or a fire or something yeah
2: yeah he he uh that happens yeah he, he beats him to death with a a crowbar i think and then he 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 blows up the building that he that he killed him in so yeah
3: yeah so it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility that maybe the joker did something
2: (laughs) he's he's pretty crazy he's pretty Mm -hmm. crazy that joker Mm -hmm.
3: okay now one thing that's
0: totally not in my notes but here let me ask the experts so we have old bruce wayne who's like you know trying to give up the game and all that action Mm -hmm. then we have young superman who's you know, re- recently started this whole saving the world thing. It, it just it seems like weird that now, well, not the fighting, but the the after with all the Justice League stuff. Like, mm-hmm. is the old man coming out of retirement? Because he looks pretty old. He looks old even for bat flag.
2: Yeah, well, I, I I think kind of the way they're setting up the movie is that Superman and what happened in Metropolis and Man of Steel mm-hmm. is what finally inspires him to get off his bat butt and yeah. uh, you know take him out because. You know, regardless of what might have happened, I think Batman would probably still care about the world even if he kind of, like, well, yeah. abandoned Gotham City. And
0: But I'm just saying, is he getting too old to be the Batman? <laughs> <laughs> this is where I'm going. Is, yeah. Are there just one too many gray hairs? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he just looks so ragged and beat down. Mm-hmm. So
3: well they're borrowing a lot from Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns and in that oh, one yeah. he's he's an older guy okay. who can still get out there and <laughs> break people's legs and things. <laughs> so I I don't know. I think Batman would have to be maybe 80 years old okay. for him to stop. Okay. of course, you know, I mean, even the, the dark Knight rises, which is my favorite Batman movie, you know, he, he kind of calls it quits kind of early, but he is kind of beat up and his body is broken. So, uh, I, I think you could go either way. So I, I actually kind of like that Batman is a little bit older because he has a little more wisdom right. that he can kind of share with the group because I mean, Batman is a, a strategy guy, a strategery guy. Right. So um, I think it's, it actually plays to their benefit that he would be the guy who is a little older and has, well, of course, I think Wonder Woman is older than both of them. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, for him to have some life wisdom that he can bring to the table. Oh, yeah,
2: definitely. And uh, I think it's it's good to set him up as existing long before the Justice League too, because a lot of times mm-hmm. – uh you know in the pre new 52 uh version of the no justice league. league and stuff you know they all came to the table right around the same time that they started up being superheroes so you know for all these gods to you know let batman kind of kind of lead them lead them by the leash uh always seemed a little weird because you know he's just a man and uh an intimidating man,
0: uh-uh. mm-hmm. but but
2: just a man. But it, him having existed in this world and been fighting crime in this world for so long, I I, th- I think it's going to do a lot more to kind of sell that respect that the Justice League has for him right up front.
1: Okay,
0: well, so. okay.
2: Batman. Uh, you know, wh- one thing I always liked about kind of like, uh, when will Batman stop is, uh, in the Batman, it might have been in the ba- Batman Beyond car- cartoon. It might have been in the Justice League uh, United cartoon that with mm-hmm. the crossover with Batman Beyond mm-hmm. the last couple episodes. But uh, a young Batman uh ends up in a room with an old, old Bruce Wayne who's kind of passed on the mantle and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh the, the old Bruce Wayne's like, uh surprised to see me, and the young Batman says, no, I'm surprised you're still alive. Like, <laughs> Batman completely expec- expects to, you know, die in the line of duty one day and keep fighting until he does. I, I right. think – practically so, so i i think that's kind of where batman is with it and i i think any retirement the character ever faces is only a temporary thing until the next big crisis happens yeah right so okay uh one more thing i wanted to uh discuss before we move on to the next movie i i thought we weren't gonna have enough to talk about we're already i know he's like in. he's
0: like i'll be happy if we can make it to a half an hour i'm like are you kidding <laughs> are you kidding
2: was i i'm kind of wondering how closely uh superman is working with lex at different points of the film right the, the thing that makes me wonder about this is we see superman kneeling before lex mm-hmm. and i uh, he seems a little not too cool about it but at yeah. the same time he's not fighting back like i i wonder i think you know either lex has some kryptonite or he has some Leverage over Superman or he's manipulated him in some way. And uh, some of the footage uh, from the special last night got me thinking because there's a scene where he's talking to Amy Adams' Lois Lane, Superman is. And uh, he he says, you know, Superman was never real. Uh, he He's having this – it shows he has – he's having this major crisis of conscience like – is what I'm doing even important? Do people even want this? Should mm. I just hand it up? Must there be a Superman? Uh, mm. Yeah, but, nice. But, but uh, you know, so I'm wondering if maybe Lex figures some way to take advantage of that. Like, maybe, maybe he's like, okay. Because uh, in a lot of the uh, supplemental material for the movie, it, it's been shown that Lex has been trying to, like edges way into the government's, you know, metahuman, superhuman program. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if maybe he does that uh, through, uh, there's a senator character in the movie played by uh, Holly Hunt, I think.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, Holly Hunter.
2: Holly Hunter. Yeah, uh, Holly Hunter. Holly Hunt's a different person. Um, (laughs) Silly person. Um, But uh, no, so I'm wondering if maybe uh, through her, he he has some way to become like an official Superman handler. And maybe, maybe... Uh, uh, I could see that. Super, maybe something happens there where Superman feels like, okay, this guy represents authority. Authority's been pushing back on me. I'm gonna, you know, bow to this back. authority, uh, because of all this controversy swirling around me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I think that's a likely scenario. And I also think it might help explain some of the more, you know, not holding back stuff we see with Superman and Batman, like when they run at each other, like Batman should be disintegrated <laughs> at that point. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm thinking that maybe uh, Lexus manipulations or the leverage he has on Superman or whatever is why he finally takes the kid gloves off with Batman. Mm. It, it also might explain a bit why Superman seems like such a jerk uh, at certain points. <laughs> yeah. You, you, yeah. You, uh, in some of the stuff they've released thus far. Thus far
0: um from the chat room brian um says i hope the joker is a big part in batman v superman and not just in flashbacks thoughts from the panel
2: i i would love it i i (laughs) i think i think there's a lot of surprise and Zack snyder came out and said recently that there's a lot of surprises left in this movie
0: there has to be guys we have like a total of three minutes so far like (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have like hour and a half hour 45 minute movie
2: like And I've always contended that, you know, like most, uh, you know, first meetings of Superman and Batman involve them fighting Lex Luthor and the Joker. Like, Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if, I don't know, maybe Batman thinks Joker's taken care of or dead or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he shows up working for Luther at some point. Like, Mm -hmm. I I would love that reveal. Like, no one knows that Jared Leto's in the movie. And then he just shows up in the last 20 minutes. That would be awesome. That would be fantastic. What do you think, Rebecca?
3: Well, I think we, it's a good strong possibility that we'll see Batman in Suicide Squad. Yeah. So you could, you could also get that there. But, uh, you're, you're right that, uh, some of the versions of Batman and Superman kind of teaming up for the first time do, um, they do involve Joker and Lex Luthor. So that would, that would be fun to see that come to, come to life on the, the big screen. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to get my hopes up about stuff like that, but I would not be surprised if we get some, you know, twists in there that we didn't know were coming.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, it's all the same studio. It's all the same production company. They could have... Uh, we know uh, from the trailers and stuff that Batman's in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. But they totally could have shot something for Justice League while they were both on the set, you know? True. You know, Very much. Just a B-unit or something. Okay, <laughs> well, uh, you know what? Uh, well, uh, first off, Bobby in the chat room says that he doesn't... He hates what he's seen of this Joker. So I, I guess... I I guess we should probably finally go ahead and take a look at this Joker. Look at this this Joker. Joker. (laughs) Let's
0: look at this
1: Joker.
2: Look at this Joker. Nobody loves him. Look at this Joker. Joker. He has a girlfriend named Harley Quinn. Look at this Joker. Joker. He is really, really cool. Cool. With the tattoos and the grill.
0: (laughs) I really should know just to let you
2: go when you do this.
0: I had a plan. I I see I that. The plan. You didn't tell me about the plan. I should have known.
2: <laughs> uh, which, by the way, you can you can check out our look at this Joker page, which has become a catch-all for anything Joker-related.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's over, become
2: almost a joke. <laughs> Legend, uh, yeah, a joke. I agree. Um, but over Look at This Joker, uh, uh-huh. just go legendsofgotham.com and click on Look at This Joker. We For don't sure. have Look at This Joker.com. We should probably get that. We really should. Somebody just did. Darn. <laughs> probably. Okay. So, uh, the Suicide Squad trailer is what we're talking about today and what's on the page, uh, to represent Look at This Joker. Uh, but first of all, it looks like, uh. Nobody has Look at This Joker I I put Ledger here. I, I meant Leto. I, oh, <laughs> ah! It looks. <laughs> Fix like,
0: that! That's awful.
2: It looks like Leto's Joker will feature uh, way more <laughs> based on this trailer, way more than I previously thought it was going to. I was wow. thinking we might get uh, you know just like a flashback or two right at the beginning to explain Harley Quinn's origin, and she's going to be like the perspective character mm-hmm. through the whole thing. But there's a lot more. I mean. You don't put that many costume changes in for somebody who's (laughs) They
0: all have a lot of costume changes, Mm -hmm. which is kind of shocking because most movies that are like fighty, battley movies, you might get one. Like they add a jacket. They put their hair up, you know, (laughs) something. Mm -hmm. No, they're like all like completely different after they're released. Yeah. (laughs) Like (laughs) there are days happening because – it just, mm-hmm.
2: sorry, continue. But I, Re- Rebecca, what do you think of uh, Leto's Joker? What's your impression? What's your read on this guy?
3: I like that he's different. Um, I, I don't want to see the same kind of Joker every time. And I think there are lots of different interpretations of the Joker. And I think they're borrowing a little bit because of Batfleck being sort of the Dark Knight Returns Batman ish. Um, I think they're using some of the Dark Knight Returns Joker in there. And I know there are some other, uh, visual cues from different kinds of jokers, but, um, I, I think he's, he's definitely crazy. He's definitely violent. And, uh, I think those are some joker qualities. I'm, I'm hoping that he'll, he'll be funny? Like, I don't know that we've seen him be funny so much. Um, He's done a lot of laughing, a lot of crazy laughing. Yeah. Um, But I I'm like you, Bill. I was not surprised. Well, I was surprised to see some of the stuff that he was in. Like, um, I know there's this one shot in the trailer where it looks like Joker and Harley are in some sort of the pool <laughs> chemical bath. I yeah, guess chemical yeah. pool or something. Maybe, yeah,
2: at yeah. Ace Chemical Factory, possibly uh,
3: could, could, could possibly <laughs> be. Maybe maybe that's the the birth of Harley Quinn. But uh, mm-hmm. I I thought that was a beautiful looking shot, and mm-hmm. I, I'm just curious to see what Harley and Joker's relationship, how that's going to go down, how that's going to be played, and um, I, I just I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, what his involvement in the movie is. It looks like he might be the villain... That's um, what I was uh, thinking. Yeah, yeah. It's it sort of. I, I think Assault on Arkham was that way, where the Suicide Squad went up against the Joker. And yeah. I know in the special, Will Smith talked about it not being good versus evil, but bad versus evil. <laughs> right. So, so I think that's actually really appropriate, especially if it's the Suicide Squad versus Joker. So, uh, I'm. I think I. I know some people have problems with the tattoos and all of that, but I'm. I'm totally up for a new looking joker and i think jared leto is a great actor and i think yeah. what i've seen of him so far i'm totally up for it
0: yeah one thing that they did say in that special is that the joker is not exactly a member of the squad right so you know you have that to interpret however the heck you want do they pick him <laughs> up on the way do they get attacked by him and so, you know, we've got that going for us because so, it seems weird that they would be against, interacting with. Them. Yeah, but it seems weird that they would be against him because of him and Harley's relationship or mm-hmm. history or whatever. Yeah. So that would be I I don't feel like she's going to go against him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just a hunch.
2: See, I, I really, uh, I, I think he looks, you know, people say a hot topic joker or whatever, but I really think he looks almost like an ultimate joker, like ultimate comics. They revamped a lot of Marvel characters in the 2000s. What mm-hmm. if these characters were created today? Mm-hmm. I think, I think Leto's Joker looks a lot like what the Joker might look like if he was created today, like yeah. an original character, like. Uh, you know, just a crazy uh clown type character mm-hmm. would probably look a little hot topic ish because that's kind <laughs> of kind kind of the uh absolutely the, the, the,
0: he's he's modernized uh, everything uh, is being modernized you have to. He's not just going to be in the purple suit.
2: Mm-hmm. Like Although he, he is in a very comic book-esque suit. He did uh, have in, the the,
0: the tux shirt. Mm-hmm.
2: Sorry, that was your thing. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> uh, but, uh, there's some a uh, lot of heated debate, Joker debate in the chat. Remember, why don't you catch us up?
0: All right, let's see here what we've got to Brian says... Also, uh, why does the Joker look so much younger than Batman drugs? Um, <laughs> I could be wrong, but maybe Jason Todd never died. But he is now the Joker. I know that sounds crazy, but it would be interesting and a good twist. Bobby says, I like Leto as an actor and feel like he could do a great Joker. I'm just not a fan of the character design. Uh That's why they chose Harley for the team. She knows how the person thereafter thinks. I don't think anybody knows how he thinks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: just when you think, don't think you I'd got him,
2: no. <laughs> you, you know, I, I have heard the, uh, the theory that maybe it might be Jason Todd, a Jokerized Jason Todd. But I I don't know. I feel like anytime. Uh, mi- a character gets revealed in a trailer and anyone's the least little bit dissatisfied they start trying to turn him into another character yeah. like it'll be a big twist and so i i feel like i don't feel like you'd actually see something like that happen in a comic book yeah. movie especially with this early on in the dc universe yeah have, franchise
0: right well and jared leto and bat because that's just his name now are around the same age,
2: yeah, uh, you want to Google that? Uh, I mean, I can the Google way?
0: their ages, but I know yeah. i'm they're definitely close
2: they're <laughs> close they're they're, they're,
0: they're yeah. within ten years, I'd say, mm-hmm. and you know they look like that which that that's it's about a, how
2: they are in the comics too they're right pretty there's
0: close. a lot of there's a lot of makeup and tattoos and a grill like <laughs>
2: So I'll Google it. just Hold on, hold but on. I'll go through uh, just some some of the things I noticed about the Joker in the trailer. Though first of all, you mentioned the Joker in the tux. Yeah, it very much reminded me of a couple of very famous Alex Ross Joker paintings where he's in a tux. One of them with Harley. And, uh, you know, I, I really like how the grill, uh, that he has makes him look really, really, really bizarre. Like that really creepy, nerdy kid that lived down the street from you who had the braces or something <laughs> like that. And it just kind of like ups the bizarre factor even right. more for him.
3: And- My favorite thing, Bill, though, about the grill is that he probably has the, the teeth the way they are because Batman mm-hmm. has punched them out. Like that's what I try mm-hmm. to. Think about because yeah. Bat Batfleck actually has those, um, uh, what do you call them? The knuckles, like the golden brass knuckles. knuckles, brass knuckles, brass brass, brass knuckles. knuckles. Not golden. <laughs> but um, I've got the I I, knuckles. I imagine in my head that Batfleck has used his brass knuckles to punch out some teeth. So that's that's yeah. why I enjoy the girl.
2: Yeah, and I I'll also say that uh, well, not in the trailer itself, uh, but in some of the uh, set picks from scenes within the trailer. Uh, that feature Batman and Leto. He doesn't look like he has quite the grill he has later on in the movie, too. So I, Ooh. we might even get to see him get those teeth bashed out. <laughs> that
1: would That'd be, be awesome. amazing.
0: Yeah. Um. And for the record, Jared Leto is actually about eighteen months older. Older oh. than he's older. Oh, but he's vegan. he's he's that guy well didn't he have a man bun in the interview
2: and as we all know affleck only eats meat
0: he looks like he only (laughs) eats meat and protein shakes like he's at the gym like downing raw egg he's Mm -hmm. that guy so there's you know you know lifestyle differences
2: And I will will say one scene in the trailer that made me think, okay, they've definitely got the Joker down. Mm -hmm. It's the scene of him lying there amongst the weapons uh, laughing, Uh and it just says everything you need to know about his Joker. Because the weapons, all the knives and stuff, are laid around him kind of like a Buddhist mandala of peace. You know how they they sit there and they'll just work for hours on a piece of artwork? Uh, And and, you know it's meant to represent peace and bring you to a peaceful state. Mm -hmm. And he arranges weapons like this.
0: Towards himself.
2: Yeah, towards himself. They were
0: aiming towards him.
2: And and then last about it. uh, And, uh, you know, it basically shows that this is a a man who is attacking, you know, expectations and commonly placed ideals within society. And, you know, the Batman isn't his enemy so much as he's somebody trying to hold Mm -hmm. those ideals and those – concepts together while the joker is trying to rip them apart and i i I thought that was just a great shot and a great thing to include in the trailer to be like hey we get the character guys yeah (laughs) we under we understand we know what we're doing here yeah so i really really enjoyed that i'm excited okay uh emory you want to talk a little bit about uh some of the 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 females
0: there are a ton of powerful women in this and you Mm. don't always get that um like, there are three terrifying villainesses. Actually, I mean, you really could say four because you have the lady who rounded them all up. And, you know, if you're rounding these mm-hmm. people up, Waller. you obviously have to be at some, you know, level of crazy. Um,
2: oh, well, yeah, you, you're not very familiar with the I Amanda know nothing. Waller, uh, but, <laughs> yeah, she, uh, she, she's known as the wall. Oh, okay. Uh, she, she's one of the few people who uh batman doesn't mess with unless he has to <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay okay that's fair so yes so again you know more badasses because mm-hmm. they all are like well, you of harley who just breaks a window to take a fancy purse which i thought was <laughs> absolutely good what are you doing i'm a villain it's what i do <laughs> like that was <laughs> glorious mm-hmm. and you know like i don't know katana girl and enchantress well actually i guess she was just katana wasn't she yeah um sorry heroes she's katana girl um <laughs> but um and then enchantress like i don't know anything about them but if her sword sucks up souls of the dead and enchantress is like in the a black nasty fog of a witch i'm in yeah. yeah 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 i'm in i i'm scared i'm going to stay away from them but i'm so excited to see this
2: yeah i'm definitely glad that dc is not shying away from their magical side because they they have a very yeah rich and deep, uh, his magical history. I, mm-hmm. I, I forget the, the, Fantasy author, they had who come in and like write the rules of magic in the DC oh. universe. But they they care a lot about magic. Good, I like DC. magic. And uh, Wingardium
3: Leviosa.
2: Very excited uh, about that, uh, Rebecca. What do you think? Are are you happy to see the magical elements rearing their head sooner rather yeah, than later?
3: Yeah, I'm really excited about Enchantress because I don't personally know much about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Katana is very interesting to me because I know Katana some from Birds of Prey. Uh-huh. So uh, I've I've known her more of uh, as a hero. So I'm curious as to why Katana is rounded up with <laughs> this gang of crazy people. Um, and her her Soul Taker sword is a pretty cool uh, piece of weaponry as well. So it and it's neat to, uh, for me to see that all of these women in the Suicide Squad are all very different, mm-hmm. and they're not just like carbon copies of each other. They they all have their unique crazy uh mm-hmm. aspects to their personalities <laughs> and they all have different abilities and different strengths and weaknesses. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped about them.
2: Oh yeah. I, I, I'm super excited too. Uh, wait, you wanted to talk uh Rebecca a little bit about, uh, some of the lesser known characters there, right?
3: Yeah, well, I was just thinking about all of my friends who I might drag to see this movie (laughs) and how some of them are probably not going to know a lot of these characters. And some of them I actually had to look up. I I don't know much about, like I said, Enchantress or El Diablo or Slipknot. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about those guys. So I'm going to have to be doing a little bit of research and learning myself. But I just uh, I thought what was great about this trailer is that it kind of took you through each character and told you, okay, this is this person's thing. This Mm -hmm. is this person's thing. And it did a, it did such a good job of introducing you to each member of the squad. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm glad to see that even for (laughs) people like me who are, you know, consider myself something of, uh, a, a D.C. person who knows a little bit about the universe, even if I if I'm struggling with it, <laughs> right. you know, the the general public is going to struggle with it even more. So I'm glad that they are doing what they can to set up who these people are, what the suicide squad is mm-hmm. and what their uh, mission is and what what they're supposed to do. So um, I thought that was one of the real Strong points for this trailer.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I'll say, uh, Anne Marie, you don't know a lot of. Uh, we've. I don't know anything about anybody. Uh, you know a bit <laughs> about uh, a bit more about the Batman universe than you used to because of Gotham.
0: I do, and it, you know, it sucked me in a little. I'm not still not the person who's going to sit down and read comics. It's I've tried. I yes. have. I've given it an honest effort.
2: <laughs> but you're like you're legit excited for this movie.
0: I am though. disgustingly excited. Hey, <laughs> I really really like Jared Leto, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but i like where he's going with the joker um again i like harley quinn and i love the way that she's portraying her um so i don't know there's just something like from the minute it was the first peak or inclination we got of this i got excited about it Mm -hmm. because you guys have sucked me in (laughs) apparently and invaded my brain because i keep trying to think i'm like were there even like superheroes in my childhood like (laughs) no i was in a sports house we didn't do comics Mm. we may have you know had a batman t-shirt yeah but it wasn't me it was my (laughs) brother and it probably got ripped at football practice like (laughs) i don't i i didn't grow up knowing all this the way you obviously have um so you know for being in my 30s and just now getting into it it's kind of a whole different perspective
2: uh which would you say you're more excited about right now batman v superman or suicide squad
0: honestly i'm more excited for suicide squad but um well as we keep going i am getting more and more excited over wonder woman because mm-hmm. i know earlier you're like how are you not more excited i'm like <laughs> on my second watch i was more excited. <laughs> so yeah
2: very cool uh, over, over in the chat room uh brian says uh killer croc uh looked great in the trailer i really hope he is a big villain in one of the upcoming solo batman films i mm-hmm. uh, definitely like i you know what i'd like to see for a solo batman film mm-hmm. i'd like to see them do uh nightfall or like a version of nightfall where it's like dozens of villains and mm-hmm. batman beaten to within an inch of his life trying right. to stop them like that would be a really fun movie Mm-hmm. And, and a really kind of nice jumping off point after Suicide Squad, which is a movie about the villains, about right. the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bad guys in yes. Suicide Squad, though, my, the big question hanging over this whole film, and we've already addressed it, touched uh-huh. it on it a little bit, who is the anti, not, not the bad guy, not the villain, but the antagonist of the movie? because <laughs> they're all villains. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, it's the big question. I, I know a lot of people have been speculating maybe Enchantress, but she seems maybe a bit more tied into the team after uh, mm-hmm. what we saw last night. Right. Uh, so I, I I don't know. I, I know in the trailer I saw a couple glimpses. I think I saw some glimpses of the tattooed man. The tattooed uh, guy with the fire in his hand? Y- yeah. It, it, the guy with the train come bearing down on him and his, his skin goes all like weird. I think <laughs> – I, I, uh-huh. I think that might be the tattooed man because he's he's in the movie uh, for sure. So I'm wondering if maybe he is either who they're chasing or might be involved with who they're chasing. Uh-huh. And I, I also feel like, in uh, Rebecca, you said this before. That the Joker, um, the Joker might be the antagonist, but I have a feeling there's going to be a primary antagonist, someone that the MacGuffin they're chasing for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then they they think they've beaten beaten them. they the job's done. They're set free by Amanda Waller, and then the Joker shows up as a wild card and, and comes in uh, and exposes himself as the truth that. Threat. Like I think whoever the villain is set up in the movie to be, I think the Joker is going to be the ultimate villain that they have to beat at the end. Uh, Even like fair. like I, I, I have a and I kinda called said this with Justice League too, but I, I think they're uh they're gonna think they won and then there's gonna be a reversal. Yeah. Uh I I just wonder why is Harley there? Is it because he abandoned her and she got sent to Bell Reve because she, you know, was breaking windows to steal purses? Or <laughs> or is she a part of his plan and is she Planted. is she a plant? Because I, mm-hmm. she
0: seems really happy in that cell. Mm-hmm. She's good. She's like, I got a book. She's peaceful. I'm doing acrobatic yoga. Like, <laughs> I'm singing some songs.
2: Yeah. So, is that because her, her Mr. J, her reason for living is gone? Or is that because she knows he's, he's it, going to save her? They're going to meet up soon, as soon as she can get out of this cell and take the suicide squad through a whole movie. What do you think, Rebecca?
3: I think that's an interesting thought. I think it could go both ways. Um, but I, I definitely think the idea of Harley Quinn just biding her time in there is kind of a fun one. Uh, so, yeah, I, I could buy it either way. Yeah, it's kind of like she she's playing
0: games with them because she knows she's okay. Like with mm-hmm. the whole, you know, she's just crazy and like the line in the yard. Mm-hmm. oh kill them and escape <laughs> like that whole like she's just keeping them all at an arm's length because they're like i don't know what she's gonna do I I, <laughs> yeah. I I don't i have no idea she could bite me for all i know at
1: this yeah. point
2: and to be fair that doesn't it, that's very much the harley we know and it doesn't necessarily have to be calculated it could just be she's crazy she, she she's bat so cuckoo nuts well yeah that, i see that so
0: <laughs> i see that i'm just saying
2: Okay, uh, Rebecca, you wanted to wrap up with some talking about uh, the editing and the kind of the approach to this trailer, right?
3: Yeah. I, when I saw it, it, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, I wish I'd put that together. I wish I'd cut that. <laughs> that was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was just top notch. It was stellar. Like I was really impressed with the way they incorporated the song Bohemian Rhapsody, which I've mm-hmm. been listening to on repeat today, uh, <laughs> because it got stuck in my head. Um, but everything, you know, the shot choices, uh the way they cut everything to the beats of the music just mm-hmm. so well done and i i loved how um there's one shot in the trailer where harley like there's a there's a musical hit and harley blows her hair up out of her face and it mm-hmm. it just it times it so right and it's so clever it's uh it's a it's a great shot choice and um there's also a point in the trailer where where um i guess deadshot is shooting a gun and mm-hmm. some shell casings uh come out and they're they're matching the beats of the drums yes. uh-huh. and uh, i i was just like wow somebody put a lot of thought into that and really wanted to make that stand out and it's it's really great and I also was impressed with how um, and this is not so much about the editing but I guess it kind of is because they incorporated humor uh, all throughout the trailer and the jokey parts of the trailer are really more so out of the character moments mm-hmm. than they are just, like, one-liners and intentionally trying to be funny. It's, you know, <laughs> Captain Boomerang <laughs> sipping a beer when he's clearly not supposed to be drinking anything. Mm-hmm. Um, those kinds of things made me laugh because they gave they gave me a sense of what they're going to do with these characters. Like, Captain mm-hmm. Boomerang um, was kind of a standout for me because... <laughs> He seems like he seems like he's unhinged a little bit, mm-hmm. and he is just kind of looks like a kind of a scoundrel. So I I liked seeing the the humor come from those character moments and how they used it throughout the trailer to show what the tone of the movie was and kind of how these characters were going to be. So I was just really impressed with this trailer, and I, I think it's one of the best I've ever seen to be honest. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And that's, uh, that's, uh, something that, uh, it, and I don't want to turn this into DC versus Marvel or anything, but that, <laughs> that, it it's definitely a stark contrast. Uh, the humor we've seen in the Batman v Superman and the Suicide Squad trailers versus the kind of humor, uh, the Marvel films are known for where, like you said, they're, they're very clever, quippy one-liners like, Oh, did Captain America go into an alternate dimension it in, write that joke for 20 minutes before he popped back in to say it to (laughs) tony stark where this is it's more the humor is more uh like you said built out of character or subverting expectations like that one Mm -hmm. clip they released of batman v superman where superman's standing there and the batmobiles gunning down on him and then it just like bounces off (laughs) him like, Uh like, like it was nothing uh yeah just completely hilarious uh but at the same time not not a Not too cute, you know, uh, too cute for its own good. No, I thought
0: it, I thought it was amazing. Like Mm -hmm. that was really a fun, it was a fun trailer. Mm -hmm. That. That got you more hyped up for the movie if you weren't before, like I don't yeah. know, like again, like you said with the gunshots to the music, everything everything was so perfect. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I also really like, uh, and, and we'll get to Wonder Woman here in a minute, but I, I really like the use of color, not just in in the trailer, but in the posters and, and mm-hmm. in all the stuff yeah. they released for it, like all the the bright, vibrant greens and purples that they're using for. The text and the posters yep. and, uh, you know, the incidental kind of effects and transitions and stuff like that. It, it's, uh, a, a very, uh, it, it may, it feels a, a lot of the, that stuff, the production design, the design qualities of it remind me of a nineties vertigo comic. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Rebecca will know the reference, Anne Marie won't. No, nah. uh, but, but, uh, Vertigo is, uh, DC's kind of like more adult line, alternative okay. comic line. And, uh, it, a, a lot of it just puts me right in that mindset, which I, I think is a great tone to take with it, especially with these characters.
3: Yeah. And now that you mentioned the, the color, I even noticed when they flashed up the DC Comics logo, mm-hmm. it sort of, uh, it changed from the regular spelling of DC Comics and then it was like, DC comics with a K and ended with a Z. <laughs> like those kinds of things are really fun because it, it shows that they're putting a little extra, uh, effort into mm-hmm. how they're presenting them. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It, it, it also shows that it, they, they know the, the history of the culture of comics too. I, and they, they know the tone they're going for and, they, and they're hitting it. Wait, so i i'm super excited mm-hmm. super excited for suicide squad <laughs> uh next up one i am interested in uh Very wonder woman in... I, I i will save my first point for last uh <laughs> i i i think we went emory first last time so sure. rebecca why don't you start
3: Well, I am actually getting really excited about Wonder Woman because I I was familiar with her because of Justice League Unlimited and she's popped up in some comics I've read with Batman and Superman or the Justice League or Mm -hmm. even some of the little – Issues that she's popped up and done some things with Lois Lane. So I've I've been sort of familiar with her, but now to prepare myself for Batman v. Superman, I have been kind of doing some homework <laughs> on Wonder Woman, and I'm reading the George Perez uh, run right now. That's uh, a good run. A- of Gods and Mortals, I think is what it's called. Um, and this is the origin where she's like formed out of clay and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I am starting to really delve into, you know, her titles, like her her comic book stuff. And so I'm <laughs> seeing her come to life like this in the in these scenes that we got on, on this special. I, it made me really excited because I'm like, I feel like I know Wonder Woman more now. <laughs> and I was just really wowed by how epic it looked. You know, the scale and the, the, the grandioseness is, is even, I don't know if that's a word, but the, uh, the, the way it just looked so big and the scale was just huge, like with, you know, horseback riding. And I don't know why Wonder Woman's riding a horse. Why does she need to ride a horse? But I don't even care because it looks great. <laughs> so, so those kinds of things, um, I'm really excited about like it's, you know, clearly being set in World War 1. Um and I love history, so those kinds of things are really getting me jazzed about Wonder Woman. So it was it was nice to see that it looked really beautiful and it looked good and that the gal was um you know very uh I I liked that she looked distinct as mm-hmm. Wonder Woman and as Diana Prince. So um I just I think it looks amazing so i can't wait to see more of it
2: if I, we got to hear her speak as the character yet i don't think no. we have
3: no and i know some people have issues with that because they you know want to hear her uh, say something but i actually kind of like being kind of kept in the dark with that um mm-hmm. I, I i know she you know has an israeli accent and it's actually a great accent i like to hear her speak um so i i'm, I'm actually okay with the idea that they might keep her a little bit of a mystery before batman v superman comes out mm-hmm. because you know I, I want that first reveal of her popping up to be kind of a surprise. A you yeah. want it to be the you want to still get that reveal. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we know she's gonna be there, but how does she first come into play and what is that gonna be like? And you know, her speaking is part of the surprise. Right. So I'm I'm actually okay with that.
2: That's yep. fair. That's fair. Okay, Amory.
0: I Your need thoughts. everything that this movie is promising to deliver. Mm-hmm. Cause I need an origin story on Wonder Woman. I don't, like, I, I don't really get it. You I mean, you always, you're a little girl, so you're associated with Wonder Woman and cause that's just the default superhero, I mm-hmm. guess, that you give to girls. Yeah. And I'm like, that's all I know. There's a lasso or something. Like there is <laughs> a bikini of a costume. Like that's what I know. And, I love that they straight up say this is an origin story. This is her becoming who she is as a person. This is her setting off on her own because she doesn't think her people are doing what they should be doing. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm excited for that. Like, I don't know why. Apparently, I was just tired the first time I was watching it because I was like, meh. Whatever. But when I was rewatching it today, I was like, oh no, no, see, this is good. This is, this makes much more sense. More dots were connecting. There was things that lit up in my head. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of really excited, possibly even giddy to see this. <laughs> uh,
2: Bobby over in the chat room says that Wonder Woman was, uh, his favorite of what he saw last night. Uh, we will be hearing from Bobby. In we just will, a few. we will. I, but, uh, you know, as, as far as me, I, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, I, When this movie was first announced, I've never been a huge fan Mm -hmm. of the Wonder Woman character uh, for reasons I'll get into in a little bit. Uh, (laughs) But but, uh, so this was one one of the ones I was like, okay, if there's a DC movie I could skip, I could probably skip that one. But then I heard that it was going to be a period piece set in wartime and i was like okay i'll will give it at least a chance cuz i always loved uh the the first my my favorite version of wonder woman is the first season of the Linda carter series uh which is i i believe world war 2 uh period piece uh, where she's, uh, Diana Prince, uh, mm-hmm. secretary for the army. And then she, you know, masquerades as Wonder Woman. And I always really liked that version. So I was like, okay, Wonder Woman period piece. I can get behind that. I'll, I'll check it out at least. Uh, but I, I, I got a lot more hints that it's going to be. Maybe a lot more like the Linda Carter series than than maybe I was thinking initially from the footage last night. Hmm. You know, she's where she's where you see her put on the glasses. She mm-hmm. a very Diana Prince esque disguise. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's fighting soldiers. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, the period setting during wartime. Uh, you know, obviously Steve Trevor uh, mm-hmm. and everything. Like, I I, I think cool. I think it might end up being a better movie than I thought it was going to be. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm still not super pumped about it. You will but be. I'm a lot more interested in it uh, after having seen a little bit of footage.
0: I have a feeling you're going to be a little bit more super pumped about it after Batman v. Superman. Probably. When you actually get an introduction and you know the character a little more. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know the character. I, no, but I Yeah, but yeah. I mean
0: this incarnation this, this, yeah, of yeah. the character, this character that you've got for I don't know how many more years with movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 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 like – so there's
2: that. Uh, Brian over in the chat room says uh, she seemed really cool in all the clips uh, shown last night. I keep wondering how she fits in Batman v Superman, but I know it will be really cool. And Bobby wonders if Steve Trevor will only be in this movie. I would assume unless there was some immortality thing happening. Because uh, c- it, it wouldn't it be a bit too much like Petty, Peggy Carter in the Captain America movies to have him show up as an old man?
3: Yeah, I kind of hope that doesn't happen uh, because I don't want that similarity. But I also, I'm kind of torn because I like Steve and Diana as a couple. But I also am kind of hoping we might get some Wonder Woman Batman action in some Wonder of these Bat. movies. Wonder Bat. So <laughs> uh, I would not uh, be upset if Steve Trevor maybe died and didn't make it to the present day. Um, but either way, I'm okay with it. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Some people have speculated that maybe, uh, Chris Pine is going to be playing like his own grandfather or something. Like, you know, he'll, he'll play different generations of tre- uh, Trevor, uh, Men, I guess. But I, I sort of like him just staying in that one time period. I,
2: I will say if they did do that, it would be a callback to the 70s series. Cause I believe that's what happened is, you know, she was the first season was set during World War II and she was, you know, her, the love interest was Steve Trevor. And mm-hmm. then, uh, after a season or so, they rebooted it to be set in the 70s. So they had Wonder Woman go back to Paradise Island, come back to Man's World in the 70s. And she was working as a secretary in the army for. That Steve Trevor's son and his mm. his son became her new love interest. <laughs> so, weird. so so yeah, a
0: little weird. <laughs> it is a little weird. so weird. A little weird. Okay, so well, I'm just going to jump in with my point because it's relevant here. So I'm okay to assume that she just doesn't age because we know that her movie is going through three very different time eras, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know if they drew in a wrinkle, maybe <laughs> one gray hair that's very sophisticated. Like, so does she? Does she just not age? Yeah.
2: Oh, go ahead, Rebecca.
3: Oh, okay. Um, well, from what I understand, she is uh, immortal to a point. I, I think in some comics, like I think Kingdom Come, I think she and Superman age a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it kind of depends on the, the person writing the story. But uh, I, I think in this variation on her origin, she's going to be the daughter of Hippolyta and Zeus. Oh, I yeah. think is, I think is what they're Got going it. for. So she is, uh, the daughter of gods, great gods, I believe. Um, so I think you can get away with saying, well, she, she could live a long time if she wanted to. Okay. So, um, and, and what I think is interesting is that, um, in some of those shots where she's fighting the soldiers, her costume looks a little bluer. Yes. And maybe, maybe, dulls. Yeah. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. the, maybe that's the color, color palette that they're kind of going for. Just maybe it just happens to look like that, but. I like the idea that maybe back in the early 1900s, her costume was a little more vibrant. And mm-hmm. over time, it's gotten aged a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of uh, loses some of its sheen. So I, I kind of like that we might get to see maybe not her age in terms of wrinkles, but maybe her costume goes through a little aging. Okay.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of wonder if uh, she's going to be the type of character that the public knows about or that people really know about or if she's just going to be kind of like, lurking around in the shadows because i i don't know if there was a a, a superwoman running around uh you know earlier in the century mm-hmm. would a superman be as shocking uh to right. modern sensibilities uh, i i guess he was an alien too so he had that that against him as well but... well wouldn't you have assumed she was too probably probably <laughs> i mean
0: or if somebody flies in here or past the window Y'all an alien. <laughs> Did you come off the new ninth planet that is in the solar system? I don't know.
2: Okay, uh, Rebecca, you wanted to talk a little bit about the director, and then I have some director stuff, too, so why don't you go ahead first?
3: Yeah, I was just thinking back about how, like, when they were going through the process of trying to find a director for Wonder Woman, people kept saying, well, they're trying to look for a, you know, a female director, and I, and I kind of was like, well, I, I think it's nice to have a female director, but... Maybe it's not necessary. Maybe just get the best director who can have a good vision, you know, that the story needs. But after seeing her interview last night mm-hmm. on the special, I I was like, you know what, I'm actually really glad that a female is – um Directing this movie because she says the things, the thing that she said in the interview was the greatest thing about Wonder Woman is how good and kind and loving she is. Yet none of that negates any of her power. And I don't want this to sound bad on the men folk, but I don't know if a man would think to say something like that or to no. think, <laughs> to think, <laughs> no. to, th- to, to, to consider that part of her as a woman that she, could be compassionate and loving but also be very powerful. So when she said that I was like, "You know what? I'm I'm glad that Wonder Woman is in your hands." And she is actually a very good director. Um the only movie I think I've seen of hers is Monster and uh, that movie was <laughs> pretty disturbing but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she got um a, a really great performance out of those actors and um I think what she's done so far with the movie looks spectacular so i am actually really glad that patty jenkins is in charge of wonder woman
2: well you know what rebecca i'm gonna prove you wrong <laughs> about uh, about no. men and man's wrong. world uh, just like <laughs> wonder woman is gonna prove wrong hippolyta and the people of paradise island
3: that's that sounds good
2: because the reason i've always disliked wonder woman as a character is because she she sits among heroes in the justice league and, mm-hmm. and she's on equal footing with batman and superman but most people who uh, who write her in the comic books, at least, portray her as a warrior or almost an anti-hero like the Punisher. And I've always been like, no, there needs to be th- – the violent part, while she should be sk- a skilled warrior, needs to be a last resort for her always. And there's been a few exceptions to this, like New Frontier – I thought she was handled well in this regard. And uh, Justice League Unlimited, I, I thought she was handled well in this regard. But for the most part in the comics, she hasn't been. She's been treated as a, a female Punisher, uh, someone who likes fighting for fighting's sake, someone who will push Batman and Superman to be violent for violence sake. And uh, so I was – that's one of the reasons I've never really glommed onto the character. But like you said, Patty Jenkins – I think understands this character a lot more than a lot of comic book writers do. And so I, I'm actually, I, I'm actually pretty, uh, pretty
1: hopeful. Pretty oh, hopeful.
3: hopeful. Yeah. Actually in reading the George Perez stuff, I see that version of wonder woman a lot where she is compassionate, where she, you know will meet a stranger who helps her, and she <laughs> will risk her life to save that stranger or she'll she'll do everything she can to help the stranger's kid like mm-hmm. that's the kind of Wonder Woman that I'm reading right now, and so I can recognize those things and even with justice league unlimited the the Wonder Woman I'm most familiar with mm-hmm. you know you see that all throughout those animated. Uh, episodes that she she is very kind and very compassionate and cares about other people. So I, I like that we're getting to see that version instead of the one that you're talking about that's more violent and and more uh, concerned about war and being a warrior first.
2: Yeah, and uh, it's it's no surprise that the George Perez run is one of my favorite runs on on her character next to the one where she in the 70s where she lost her power and became a uh, a, a judo student to this Chinese guy who ran like a, a general goods store very complicated and kind of a spy too but she had a bunch of cool outfits uh wow uh, it it was just one of those really goofy comic booky kind of 70s kind of things okay so i guess we should wrap up here okay what what do you guys think uh just in general moving forward with the justice league with the stuff that we didn't get to see last night well maybe a little bit with the we got some uh, yeah, but uh, what, what are your thoughts on the Justice League moving forward? And we'll start with you, Rebecca.
3: I am just so excited about all three of these movies. I was extremely nerdily geeky last night. <laughs> I I couldn't go to sleep for a long time because I kept wanting to watch this special over and over again. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I just – it's amazing that this is happening. I was starting to reflect on the actors that were in these movies and the fact that all of these characters are going to be in the same universe. You know, Henry Cavill's Superman, Batfleck, Wonder Gal, um, Amy Adams as Lois Lane. Mm -hmm. All of these characters, Jared Leto's Joker, all of these characters are in the same world. They exist Mm -hmm. in the same universe. They can interact with each other, and that makes me so happy. (laughs) And But even like some of the lesser-known Actors I was glad to see in the special, like Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller and Ray Fisher, and I was was glad to get to hear them talk about their characters Mm -hmm. and hear their perspectives on them, even though we haven't seen them in any of the scenes that we've gotten from the trailer so far. I was glad to see that they're already starting to... Think about their characters and uh, re- doing research, and that they're excited about it just as much as as we are so um it was just it was just fun to <laughs> to realize you know this is the thing that's happening right now <laughs> um, and that we can actually go see these movies in a couple of months, so uh yeah, I'm just overall I'm just really excited about everything leading up to Justice League.
2: would you say you're super pumped?
3: Oh, I am super pumped. Um, times a million I would even I would even throw in a Smallville reference um, <laughs> to say that I'm super pumped about the prom so if you watch Smallville you'll probably get that as from season four um, but <laughs> I but that's how excited I am I'm super pumped I'm super pumped about the prom
2: I actually stopped watching in season five so I get that reference
3: no okay good
2: <laughs> okay Emery, what about you
0: Um, I, I, like she said, like, it's really cool to see all the other characters that we know are coming up. I'm curious if any of them will, you know, make appearances here, there, and everywhere because, well, they all exist in the same universe, so why not? And they may not be as their superhero persona, they may just be, you know, dude at grocery store buying (laughs) chips. But, you know, they see, you know, other super beings in action, it might, you know, help motivate and give them a reason to, you know, push forward on their self-discovery or whatever. I, I don't know. Am I using the right terminology for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um. I do hate that my only exposure to Cyborg is from Teen Titans Go because I hate Teen Titans Go and not
2: the good Teen Titans. Go, no,
0: I'm talking ones. my like yeah. the, my kids' cartoons and fart and pizza jokes. Like that's what, <laughs> that's what I know of this character. Yet he's probably my favorite on there. So it's like you <laughs> know whatever the kids will sit and watch. I guess I have to stick with. But you know that kind of is exciting because it's that's not a character you really. I don't feel I hear about as much. Mm -hmm. I don't run in those circles, but, um, we have flash. We have had, you know, there's Aquaman seems a lot more common. Um, Green Arrow, like. Yeah. There's greenlander there's there's Arrows, there's Lanterns, there's things <laughs> like these are characters we know. If I can even half name it, it obviously is out in pop culture already in some way, shape or form. Mm. Um, so I don't know. That kind of excites me that it's somebody different, just like with um, Suicide Squad, that there's characters not everybody knows. You mm-hmm. people who – you know, live and breathe this stuff. Didn't even necessarily know it all that well. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like,
2: I, I don't know. there's a whole world to explore. That's a great,
0: big, beautiful tomorrow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you know, uh, your point <laughs> about cyborg though uh, kind of kind of leads me to to my one big like uh, about the Justice League movie so far, and that's that uh, historically, until the new Fifty Two, when Jeff Johns took the range of the Je- Justice League. Uh, Cyborg wasn't a member of the Justice League. He wasn't a founding member. He wasn't just a member member. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, Martian Manhunter, John, John, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the Manhunter from Mars, uh, was always a founding member of the Justice League. And mm-hmm. it, it it's re- makes me really sad that the Justice League is finally getting out there on the big screen and he's not standing up there among the seven. Uh, that being said, uh, I, well, I I don't particularly like Cyborg but he's okay. Uh but I I really I'm really excited for Ezra Miller's uh Flash because there there's this interview and we'll link it in the show notes at legendsofgotham.com that he did it's like a 20 30 minute thing where he's just like must be stoned out of his mind, but he's talking about the Speed Force and how cool it is, and how traveling through time and vibrations, man. There's a man bun and a Shaw involved, also. <laughs> if that wants to, I
3: don't know. Is that, the one, is that the one where he's like, we crossed the event. We 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 cross the event horizon, baby." That yeah. sounds about yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite interviews.
2: Exactly, and yeah, you can just see he has so much passion for it in his way. Yeah, in his, yeah, in, his uh, in
3: his own special <laughs> way. And luckily,
2: he, he he will have very talented writers and directors guiding him uh, through that fog.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll be like, to, wipe, to wipe it away, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm super excited about the Flash, I, and uh, I I do feel you know there there's one other character that was kind of missing in mm. that promo art, and that's Green Lantern. Ah. Uh, And I I know they announced that they're going to be doing, for sure, a Green Mm. Lantern core movie. And they kind of hinted that they're going to be uh, having more than one uh, Green Lantern from Earth, which is cool. But I feel like Green Lantern's going to be another one of those surprises they're saving for the end of Batman v. Superman. I feel like, you know, they're going to win the day or whatever, uh, you know, start forming the Justice League. Everything's awesome. Boom. Mm -hmm. Ab and ship crashes on Earth. Felled by Dark Side or Parademons or something, whoever the big threat in Justice League is going to be, and that's how they're going to end it. Like maybe Hal Jordan puts on the ring and he's like, "Let's get started." Something better than that. I Uh, hope so. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You know, I definitely feel like Green Lantern is going to be one of the. It's one of the surprises we're going to get in Batman v Superman. I could be wrong, but if I am, I'll eat my hat.
3: Yeah, if he's not in Batman v. Superman, I definitely see him showing up at the beginning of Justice League Part 1. And and I like that he might be a surprise. That's very exciting. And I'm not as familiar with Green Lantern stuff. I have a whole bunch of the new 52 Mm -hmm. volumes that I still haven't read. Um, But I would like to see because some of the fun of the Green Lantern Corps is that there are all these different – Green Lanterns, mm-hmm. uh, they come in all shapes and sizes and species and and all sorts of things. So I would like to see more of them, if possible. We got to see a little bit of them in the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but it w- but it would be fun to see that fleshed out a little more and. Um, Bill, I know you're not ex- you know, you're upset about Martian Manhunter, but you know you can see him every Monday night on CBS <laughs> at eight seven <sighs> Central if you would like to watch it there. Um I know but- I,
2: I I I need to I need to just barrel through and get caught up on Supergirl. <laughs> I know. Guilt me. Fine Rebecca. I
3: will, I will, I will <laughs> guilt you until
0: you watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, over in the chat room, Brian says, uh, what movie will be bigger in the box office, Batman v Superman or Suicide Squad? Uh, I think Batman v Superman will get about a billion and Suicide Squad, 1.3 or 1.5 billion. Bobby says Batman v Superman will probably break a billion – uh, but I wouldn't hold my breath for Suicide Squad.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like Suicide Squad is uh, kind of like the uh, universe. St- Batman v Superman's the big blockbuster. Mm-hmm. It's the one most likely to hit the, hit the billion mark, I think. But I think Suicide Squad is more just adding texture to the universe to set up what's coming after it. Yeah. And I think it's also kind of very niche and it's a little naughty. So I, I don't think it has <laughs> as big of a draw, but I think the people who are going to see it, are, are gonna are, see it. Are gonna see it a bunch and they're gonna talk about it a bunch and it's gonna have a lot of buzz, but maybe not so much be as in billion. I
0: don't know if I mean I don't think it'll have an initial like whew like huge jump, but mm. I think it might get like that second bump once the the buzz does start from the people um like us probably who will <laughs> talk excessively
3: about it. Mm. And so. don't sell Wonder Woman short on box office because is isn't the statistic like um, more than half of moviegoers are women. Yep. Um. So I think you know, it. I I want to go see a, a movie about a female superhero kicking butt. Right. So I I and and a lot of the movies like Pitch Perfect and Pitch Perfect Two that uh were basically. Female driven movies made a ton of cash. So I could see Wonder Woman also doing very well at the box office.
0: Yeah, I think you're going to, I think Batman v Superman and Wonder Woman are both going to do exceptional. And Suicide Squad might get there, but it might be Mm. a little bit, a little bit kind of culty, maybe? Because it's so specific.
2: It has that vibe. It doesn't
0: have um, the general appeal, maybe. But it has Will Smith. So who the heck knows? <laughs> it, it,
2: it it'll be good for what it is, but it's not it, it's it's not a blockbuster. It's, no, I don't think yeah, it is. Yeah. So I uh, let's see here. Um, anything else from the chat room? No. Okay, no. we do have uh, to wrap up here. We have a voicemail from our very own Bobby Hawk. Take it away, Bobby.
4: Hey, Bill and Amory, it's Bobby. I saw you guys were doing a Dawn of Justice special. I wanted to send a voicemail with uh, my quick thoughts. <laughs> um, mm, I'm not. I don't know if it's uh, because of me being more of a Marvel fanboy than a dc fanboy but uh i've got to say i was kind of underwhelmed by what i saw last night we all know how i feel about the suicide squad i actually like most of what i've seen of the suicide squad with the exception of the joker i really hate what they've done with the joker but uh i'm just gonna leave that go for now (laughs) but as far as the justice league goes i'm really anticipating the justice league um and this shared universe they're going for and everything uh but i'm just not feeling as overwhelmed as i had as hoped as I had hoped I would be, by, you know, Batman, Superman. Only thing that really I, I feel I'm like anticipating out of all of this is Wonder Woman. I really think they're doing a great job with Wonder Woman from what I've seen, all of the images, all of the scenes. And uh I really wasn't convinced of Gal Gadot at the beginning, but I think that, uh again, from what I've seen, she seems to be... Uh, I just really anticipate that film. Um But I just don't feel like the chills up my spine... I don't feel like the holy crap moments when I see what they're doing with Justice League. I of course will be in the mo- in the theater for all of these films, so don't get me wrong, it's not like I'm staying away, it's not like I'm boycotting films or anything. <laughs> and maybe hopefully I'll feel it on that feel it on that day, but um I don't know guys, just not feeling it for now, but I'm really uh really looking forward to Wonder Woman.
2: Thank you very much Bobby. Uh we respectfully disagree. We completely respectfully disagree. I th- I think what you need to do uh since you're so down on the joker right now, what you need to do is you need to take those empire magazine covers and artwork and everything, paste them on your walls, light a candle, light some incense, put on a black light and stare at the pictures until it all makes sense. It will make sense eventually. <laughs> And maybe play some thirty seconds tomorrow. There you you're doing go. It. That'll that, help. That'll, that'll, that will help, help for, for sure. Definitely.
0: Listen okay. to the soothing sounds of Jared Leto, <laughs> and then watch my so-called life. <laughs>
2: Okay, excellent. Well, uh, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us tonight. thank you. Why don't you tell people where they can find you on the the interwebs?
3: No, thank you guys for letting me come and talk about these movies uh, because when you asked if I wanted to come and talk about them, I was like, why did you even have to ask? We
4: didn't ask. We didn't know if you had a prior commitment. Uh, The answer,
3: The answer is always yes. (laughs) Yes, I will come and talk about these movies. Um, Well, you can find me on Twitter at derbykid. That's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. And you can find... um, Uh, my podcast that i'm a co-host of a supergirl radio at supergirlradio.com, and you can find us on all the twitters the facebooks the instagrams uh all at supergirl radio
2: excellent okay Marie, where can people find you online
3: hi you can find me on twitter at amd simone and well
0: i retweet everything that i do so you can find it all there
2: (laughs) (laughs) excellent and as for me i will for one you can find all of the podcasts we do at Mm universebox.com this in particular one legends of Oh yeah that and uh you know what uh i oh, wrote a book what are you, what are you gonna promote books about dog books? boy uh superhero teenage superhero gets into some mischief dogboyadventures.com and i guess we'll be back next week uh with uh some more uh gotham commentaries gotham commentaries coming yeah. soon. Yeah, and you we're, know we're we have another off season we have another movie
0: special coming down the pike once our guests schedule clears so oh yeah uh, keep an eye
2: out for that we will definitely have uh we'll be we'll be doing a sequel to our batman re, batman movie review we'll be doing batman returns with the same guest as soon yes. as he gets it's some time confirmed. off of all of his wonderful his uh, show premieres tomorrow whatever shows <laughs> and everything i <laughs> uh, like that but I, I guess that about does it for now uh so uh join us next time for more legends, legends of, of gotham, gotham. This Joker nobody loves him. With the tattoos and the grill. You always do the bram bram.
0: I like the
1: bramper! Bram. Why do you like the bramp ramp? Because you picked good
0: music!
2: Okay. Well, I can't argue there.
0: But you want me to pick it for the next show?